Good morning. It's February 15th, and this is To My Liberal Friends. The clock is ticking on our fiscal crises, and both sides seem reluctant to come to some agreement. Those crises are the debt limit, ceiling, and spending. Republicans want to put a cap on the debt limit and reduce spending, and Democrats want to keep lifting the debt ceiling and keep right on spending. So here are the facts. We're now $31 trillion in debt, and the cost of paying interest on that debt is going to become a major problem, and I've spoken about that in the past. But it's also a fact that we owe the money and we have commitments that we exceed the current limit, so we're going to have to raise the limit. The question is how high should the next limit be placed at? But to ignore that our spending has continued to be out of control is also an acknowledgement that must be made. Politicians love to find ways to give out freebies to the voters because they know it will bring them support in their next election effort. But eventually the chickens will come home to roost and I suggest they're knocking on the door right now. Joe Manchin and Mitt Romney have been two of the adults in the room on these two problems. They understand that we have to pay for things that we have spent money on, but they also understand that we have to find some solutions to our prolific spending habits. They've suggested some bipartisan commissions on the key financial issues facing the nation, but to date, they've been rebuffed by the administration. When they ask about a bipartisan commission that would make a recommendation to shore up the solvency of Social Security and Medicare, the White House spokesman, Andrew Bates, called that type of commission, quote, a death panel. Now, if you wonder why he would say something like that, you have to understand the root political arguments that Biden and Democrats intend to run on in 2024. They want to tell the voters that like Chicken Little, the sky is falling, and the Republicans want to end Social Security and Medicare. No matter how many times Republican leaders like Kevin McCarthy and Mitch McConnell say this is false, it does not deter Biden and his fellow Democrats from using that scare tactic. Social Security and Medicare are the foundation of American retirement, and they're in jeopardy if Congress doesn't act. Both programs spend more on benefits than they raise in dedicated revenue. When their trust funds are exhausted, current law requires that benefits automatically be reduced to the level that could be paid for with incoming revenue. And that day is coming. According to the Congressional Budget Office and the program's trustees, it could be as soon as 2028 for Medicare Part A, the hospital insurance part, and 2033 for Social Security. The first step in solving these problems is for the White House to agree to negotiate on raising the debt limit and controlling future spending. Both Obama and Trump had to negotiate, and Biden's no different. Republicans then have to come up with a coherent plan to cut spending, not just some vague mention of how to do it. They have to show some specific programs that could be cut, and being honest, that means some parts of the defense budget will have to face the ninth. As a veteran, I've long believed that you could cut spending at the Pentagon by saving some, some programs and making very useful cuts in others to save money. Once we've accomplished this sticky situation, we will have a new debt limit ceiling and we will have a commitment from both sides to cut spending. Discretionary spending, which is what they're going to cut, is a small part of the budget, but it shows the intent to get our financial house in order. Then we have to face the music and tackle the big programs that eat up the majority of our federal spending. And I'm talking about the entitlement programs like Social Security and Medicare. The proposals by Senators Manchin and Romney had the support of 20 Democrats in the last Congress when they voted on a resolution calling for the commissions on all trust funds types of spending. It was common sense then, and it's common sense now. If the White House is unwilling to consider even having a conversation about the future of Social Security and Medicare, what's its plan? Is it Mr. Biden's position that a 23% benefit cut for Social Security 
beneficiaries? Is that acceptable in 2033? That's what's going to happen if he and Congress continue to do nothing. Or does he simply want a future Congress to change the law and continue paying for those programs with borrowed money even after the trust funds are exhausted? Such a move would blow up the national debt and ensure in roughly 25 years of annual interest payments will surpass Social Security itself as the largest category of federal spending. Now, I've talked on this podcast before about some simple changes in Social Security that would help to make the program more solvent. They involve raising some of the ages for eligibility for benefits, thus reducing the cost, while at the same time increasing the amount of earnings subject to the FICA tax, which would increase revenue. I suspect that Joe Biden does not want to touch what's become known as the third rail of politics because he does not have the political courage to do it. He does not want to harm his re-election chances and would push the can down the road on these difficult problems, leaving them for future presidents and congresses to solve. That may be a politically expedient thing to do, but it's not in the interest of the American public. We need to confront these problems, and we need to do it now, not later, and both Democrats and Republicans need to face the problems together. They need to act like adults and cut the name-calling and scare tactics and sit down and find some bipartisan solution. This has been To My Liberal Friends. Thanks for listening, and if you enjoy the podcast, hit the subscribe button. Thank you.